Yeah. So, hey, everybody. Hey, listeners. It is a fun time. Yeah. Uh, it's what we call sparkle season here. We do. Sparkle well, season. Yeah. But you might call it something else where you are. It's the December holiday times. Yeah. The solstice areas. Yeah. Of time. So like the like the rest of you, Ray and I are exhausted. Yes. <laughs> so we might we might just take a, a, a week or two off here, uh, but we wouldn't leave you in the lurch. Never. Which is an idiom we have to get to yet. Yeah. See if it's Adams family related. Probably not. I doubt it. Um, but I don't know this. Yeah. What am I saying? Um, and then, yeah, so we, I thought we talked about it, and we figured we'd just air a couple more of our, our some of our favorites. Yeah, our favorites. Yeah. We, these are some of your favorites, right? right? We hope. Oh, these are, yes. No, these ones are very much some of my favorites. The, yeah. the One of the favorites ones that we did. In one of the favorites yeah. is one and that I, we done. I hope that the uh, the listeners agree. Yeah, we hope that too. So enjoy these, please. Um, they are not castaways. No, they're uh, they're our babies. Hilarious. Huh. Hopefully, we think they're hilarious. We think so. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, we'll be back in a new year filled with promise and joy. Always happy holidays. Happy. I can't sing that. All right, happy holidays. <laughs> All right, good morning. Welcome back. Or good evening. Whichever you choose to listen. It could be anything. <laughs> uh, whole nine yards, we are here. Hey, um, if you like this show, please give us a, a, a rating yeah. or subscribe us. What do you say? Mash the subscribe. Mash that subscribe. <laughs> <laughs> All those kinds of things. We could we could use the help. Thanks, but we're enjoying doing this and yeah, we want to so be able to keep doing it. It's been fun. Thank it is you. fun. Thanks. Yeah, we're not going anywhere. No, no. Yeah. It's been fun, and it will continue to be fun. Like, this one will be fun. Yeah, because this time we have um, bathroom terminology. <laughs> Is that what we're going to say? Sure. I was going to be more crude about it, but yeah. You were going to say scatecological. I mean, I wasn't going to say that, but... All right. Yeah. They're not all that. Don't tune out. No, it's no, not it's, gross. It's, uh, it's just informative. No, it's not. There's yeah. no... I have no grossness in mine. Yeah. Yeah. No. No. Sure. Just uh, potty talk. Potty talk. How's that? What do you think? Yeah, I like it a lot. Yeah, we'll go with that one. Yeah, write that down. <laughs> so I, I, I didn't prep this because we, we don't, yeah, prep together no. per se mm-hmm. as, as we tell you. We don't. So, I mean, if you need to go first, go first. I will ask to go first, but I don't want to, like, I went first the last one. Oh, you can go first. That's cool. It's just from my brain holding on to facts. Grab a hold. Like I always say, is a Zen garden. Right, <laughs> you. <laughs> <laughs> yes, no, please. I can, I can wait. All right. Let's, what Thanks. You, you got it. What, what, what do we got? Well, I'm going to tell you. Sweet. I know. Uh, see, John. So, John. <laughs> so, we say, hey, you're going to go to the John. Yes. Right? We, go to we've John. all used that. Sure. Right? A lot I've of people it. say that. Yeah. Going to go see a man about a John. And it turns out, you know, as we got into developing this episode, there are a lot of these terms. Yeah. So there's going to be another show on some of these terms at one point. <laughs> yes. uh, I think there's enough for two more shows, really. Um, so, at John. John. All right. And first I want to say that as far as the toilet goes, the flushing toilet, mm-hmm. there are 
allusions to toilets that flush in one way or another that harken all the way back to 2000 BC or, or earlier even. Had toilets? Well, some sort of device that used... So imagine, if you will, simply without too much imagination... Sure. If you relieve yourself somewhere where water is flowing or where you could like pop oh. up a rock yeah. to dam up some water and uh -huh. then you go, then you move the rock, you, you made a flushing toilet out of nature there. Look at us. And, and, and it seems like people were doing that uh, well back when. But uh, let's, let, let's talk about... So okay. the, the John terminology is going to bring us into the 16th century. But prior to that... There uh, are plenty of references and, and documents of people referring to the facility where you relieved yourself as the Jake and even as the Cousin John. But apparently the Jake huh. was pretty popular. Jake. And it's hard to say, and this poor guy gets usurped anyway, but he probably usurped somebody himself. And I mean to say... This idea, like I said, if you if you dam up some water and then move the rock and it washes away mm -hmm. what you did there, you made a flushing toilet and that. So the idea of it, like, man, if we could only have this, you know, I don't have to go outside right. into the weeds and stuff. So this fellow, it turns out, John Harrington, I want to say Sir John Harrington, yeah, uh, in the late 1500s, he was. One of the godchildren of Queen Elizabeth I. Okay. Okay. Also, um, what was it? It's Henry VIII, I think. Um, mm. So this fellow. John was Harrington. John Harrington. Sir John Harrington. Sir, sorry. Sir John Harrington. Uh -huh. <laughs> I don't want to disrespect. No. He, I guess, was a bit of a troublemaker. He, it seems like he was smart and a wise cracker yeah. and fell out of favor with the queen because he wouldn't keep his mouth his, shut his about crackery. Yeah, things that he saw that he didn't like. So the queen banishes him to some little town. I had it jotted down. It's not it, the name of the town doesn't matter. It started with a K. It was like Kelster or something. All right. Um anyway, the guy's like, "All right, I'll just be Sir John Harrington up here banished." But he was royalty, so he probably, you know, didn't have to work or well, I don't know sure. what, what he did. So he liked to tinker, uh, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> and w one of the things that he tinkered with was, well, he's got nothing but time sure. up in this little town, uh, is to make what is believed by some to be one of the first indoor toilets. Hmm. So he concocted this pan and uh, it had a... a a leather, you know, like that little flap on your larynx, you know, that closes up. Epiglottis. Yeah, not your larynx, but your esophagus, right? Yeah, epiglottis. Yeah, that little flap. Yeah, He made like a, a leather flap like that so that when you did what you were doing in this pan, it it weighted down that flap and the flap let it through and then you would pull the <sighs> string and some water would come down from a water closet, that, you know, and and let that through. Hmm. And wash it down. Uh, the flap was designed to keep the lots of stuff right. Yeah, it wasn't a perfect design. No, it I mean, a, it's the first one. Yeah, how could it be perfect? No, it's exactly. We're, we're we're learning though. That's nice. Yeah, he's giving it a go. So, yeah. 
goodness. John Harrington <laughs> calls this thing the Ajax. It's sort of a um, manipulation of the Jake. And um, he okay. invites Queen Elizabeth I to his house. <laughs> Come up. on over. Here it is, Kelston. He invites the queen to this house, and the queen had sort of like softened up on him some. Oh. And he says, hey, try out my uh, my device out. here. Yeah. And so she digs it. <laughs> so No more going by the stream for the queen. No. You know, <laughs> getting tick bites. And so she, this is enough for her to say, oh, dude, John, sir, you're not banished anymore. You've done good here, yeah, sir. Yeah, you come back and put one of these in my... <laughs> Thing, my nice. place with yeah. the palace, right? Right. Um, we're good. You and I are good. So John can't let sleeping dogs lie, you know? Mm-hmm. So he writes a book, and it, on the surface, seems to be about his device okay. that helps you inside your, your needs. Sure. And uh, the name of the book is called A New Discourse... Upon a stale subject, colon, and they had colons then, I guess. Sure, by then. The metamorphosis of Ajax. And okay. that's all well and good, because maybe this book talks about moving the rocks and where we're, yeah, like you know, damming up the water. Yeah. but Look how far we've come. What he really hit in there was a sort of a subtext of political nature. Oh, John. And where we're washing out the detritus uh, meant, you know, he applied it to uh, political ongoings. And then Poofy's banished again. Oh, John, you just got back. I know. The the queen was like, uh, I guess can't have it, but I'm going to keep this bathroom apparatus you have for me here. It's John. John. So now that's, what did I say? Late 16th century, right? Mm -hmm. So fast forward now, because John Harrington, sir, does that. Now, we, now we're in the early 1800s, and this fellow, and this is the fellow's name, Thomas Crapper. <laughs> not not going to lie to you. I've heard tale of this Yeah, well, name. he's a real guy. And he <laughs> creates his own manufacturable unit bowl of yeah. this thing. Sure. Right? And they end up... In uh, wars with, um, you know, he makes them that are portable and all kinds of stuff. Yeah, and and then for the home. And he even made a little showroom, even though at that time it was sort <laughs> of, you know, taboo to, I don't know why, because yeah. it'd be great. Like you'd say, this is a great yeah, well, look step what I've up done. in hygiene and all kinds of stuff. Yeah. Let's have that. Everybody poops. But you didn't, um, anyway. So then... He didn't really invent it because obviously all this stuff was continually borrowed, even back from Sir John Harrington. And the actual weird, sad thing is that I guess Sir John Harrington didn't need to hold any patents, being a sir and all. But <laughs> he's doing okay, maybe. These guys, uh, Joseph Brayman, and we're talking late 18th century, and another fella, Alexander Cumming. Uh, they took patents out on this device and they perfected it a lot more in the, the leather flap didn't do so great in keeping out the yeah the you know the gases from the motors. the pit yeah mm-hmm. so they created that little 
hoopty thing that holds water and the water blocks the, you know, little pea trap under there. Pea trap, yeah. Yeah, that's a whole other story, right? Yeah. But GIs had these and they had the Thomas Crapper name on them. (laughs) So they they took to saying, hey, I'm going to go to the Crapper, (laughs) you know? Yeah. Now, so they brought that back with them. And that led a lot of people to speculate and just assume that, you know, when we say crap, mm-hmm. that that came from Thomas Crapper's... Crap catcher. Crapper. Crapper. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, hell, that's a great assumption. Sure. But it turns out not necessarily, or it, it, it wasn't... This is an offshoot to my, my John thing, so I didn't fully research it. But mm. the word crap dates well before that. Before Mr. Crapper. Well before Mr. Crapper and has old European origins and even some Latin origins. Words like crappa I found, crappen, crappa. Some of them just meant detritus or unnecessary stuff to eliminate in general. And some were actually meant, you know, human waste or or animal waste. Right. So, I mean, that... uh, that might have just been serendipitous that he was named Crapper, and maybe it did, you know. Or it's but, that whole thing where those relatives were crappers. Right. Belting crap. His mother was a mother. <laughs> right. So, but anyway, to wrap it all up, yeah. everyone sort of believes, even though there was the cousin John and the Jake and the Ajax, that we say John because many did afterward. Sir John Harrington is the reason we call it the John. The John. For making us that first leather flappy doodle. Yeah, and a good leather flappy doodle it was because the queen liked him for a hot minute after. <laughs> and then, then he had to get back to old classic Sir John Harrington. Yeah. Trying to toss his political messages there. <laughs> I'd like to get a copy of that book. Just curious. It's a very lengthy title. Yeah, they, they had time back then. Sure, true. So what do you have? Uh, I have the word Lou. Oh. L-O-O. Yes. Like, um, I have to go to the loo. Right. Folks say that. Seems very British to me. There's, you know, that comes up here, too. It seems like these things are used, but we're not 100% sure why or where. You know what I'm saying? I do. Um, so, one theory uh, dates back to 17th century France, where folks would just kind of... You know, like you said before, did you mention chamber pots before? No. No, we haven't. No. Well, then I'll mention chamber pots. Okay. Uh, folks had chamber pots in their rooms in these times where yeah. you would definitely pee into or whatever <laughs> in the night so you didn't have to get up and go to find the toilet flap outside, I guess. Well, you didn't, you, you you didn't, didn't have a, a toilet flap. There's if, no toilet flap. No, you. if you had a chamber pot, right, then you, you must have. Right, because if there was a... If there was a Sir John Harrington in the house, you would just fumble around to it, right? I'm going to try my best to call my toilet that for a while, but it's probably going to last like one time. But I'll do it once at least. Um, so the chamber pots would get full, and you would just throw them out the window to empty them. Come on. I mean, we didn't have sewage or, you know, there weren't. It, uh, there was, but not like we have. People just threw their trash and pee out the windows for the streets and the gutters. Man. Yeah. No, remember the River Fleet was about the uh, cats and dogs, which ended up just being a big just cess river of 
fun yeah. yes, from these things. But anyway, I digress. <laughs> the French folks would say, uh, they'd warn people below <laughs> as they were throwing their feces on them. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what I believe to be pronounced as gardez-le. And what could that mean? Uh, it is French for watch out for the water. <laughs> two words can mean that a whole... It's nice. Um, oh, that's only two words? Garde. Oh, okay. Le. All right, I thought I heard three words, but I see. Well, I'd said garde. It's a two-syllable word. Yeah. yeah, garde. It's G-A-D-E-Z-G-A-R-D-E-Z-L apostrophe E-A-U. Watch out for my stuff. Watch out for the water. Yeah. Um, in which was pronounced, I guess, Gardy Lou by the Brit British folks who were in France when they heard these things. Yeah, they're gonna simplify they it were for just them. Like, Gardy Lou in a non British accent. Wow. Why can't I Huh. Anyway, what? I don't I couldn't do it. Like I didn't the British accent didn't come out. Anyway, Gardy Lou, uh, and then then shortened just to Lou is a theory. It it's a theory, theory. Or it's the prominent theory. No, it's a theory. It's a theory. All right. I mean, these are these are all prominent theories. Okay. <laughs> Tops in their fields. Uh, another French possible origin. Again with the French. Yeah, I mean they got the it's the loo stuff. I think right. <clears throat> like they they like the I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> all right. Um, le dessence, perhaps. Why not? L i e u x d apostrophe a i s a n c e, right? Okay. Uh, which means places of comfort or uh, comfort stations is what I found. I guess is like more of a direct translation. Wait a minute. Yeah, comfort stations. Yeah. Uh, and that also might have been picked up by the British soldiers in France during World War One, the Lue d'Assens. Um. And then they just shortened it again to Lou, also a theory. But that that word, is that the same French Lou word in both of those phrases? No, no. It's just a word that's similar. Yeah. I, so, I mean, I'm not, I'm not saying I'm pronouncing them right. Yeah, it's all right. L-E-A-U versus L-I-E-U-X. Have you heard some of my French? <laughs> I have. <laughs> um, but, oh, yeah, and the, in this theory, I guess in this Lua d'Assens theory, the period between the the war when the British soldiers would be in France and the first appearance of the word Lou in print could be like a general term, like a timeline that it would it would then percolate percolate through the language. You know what I mean? Like the time frame was was right that that could actually be the definition, the origin. Just for when it pops up in pop culture versus when they first would have heard it, you know? Yeah. The timeline seems okay. Um, but the Oxford English Dictionary has the first usage listed as uh, in James Joyce's Ulysses in 1922. Uh, quote, Oh yes, mon Lou, how much cost? Waterloo, water closet, is the line in which he says it. And Lou is spelled L-O-U-P. Huh. And this theory is saying that the Waterloo water closet is kind of a gag. Like Waterloo, Battle of Waterloo. Yeah, it was sort of playing on those words. Right. So, it was sort of poetic. Exactly. Uh, so it could be 
that just a gag poetically yeah fun based off water closet um it also could be similar to uh like a british rhyming slang in that the water closet waterloo thing the the relation there which is an interesting i've looked into these the british rhyming slang it's pretty fascinating um where you rhyme phrases with like real words but they're they're really you really got to pay attention like i'm gonna give you an example of british rhyming slang is that okay i'm gonna enjoy it they use the word barney when they mean trouble and from what i gather uh because barney rubble rhymes with the word trouble rubble rhymes with trouble and then they use the word barney for trouble it all makes sense oh they're just playing some sort of jumble game basically they're just they're swapping words out it's cool it's really interesting i i, I was looking into this I'm like this is kind of neat um yeah so they they thought oh that could be a british rhyming slang type of deal off water closet waterloo similar of the poetic usage gag usage you know yeah um I like that. Yeah, and then they, like they just they dropped the water parts from it and it just became Lou, you know? Right. Yeah. I, I, that would seem like a fun one. I think that one's kind of nice, too. Um, I also saw The Room 100. I was waiting for that because I've heard that. Yeah, but I don't know. It didn't really uh, flush out, you know? Uh-huh. <laughs> it's, there's it some, would be flesh out. Though. I know. I was, I was doing ah, you were doing a rhyming a thing. Yes. Uh, yeah, so... I, I'm not even going to go into that one. Okay. It, I'm disappointed. I, I mean, I guess I, I just because I, no, someone it isn't it. It isn't it. Said room 100 was the bathroom, but. Eh. And then somebody couldn't see very well and they yeah. thought the one was an L. Yeah. Yeah. Eh. I like the other ones better. No, I mean. I didn't find enough. Tossing your um, pot off of uh, out of right? the window. Gardelou. Whatever, the balcony, whatever you're doing there. Yeah, it seems like. That's what I'm like, oh, that makes perfect sense. Although even the places of comfort, different, similar. But yeah. That one actually seems more plausible. So it seems like if I'm putting a timeline together or a, you know, a web of whatever, uh, France got it to the British soldiers. British soldiers then made it into what we have today. Like the crapper. Like the crapper. (laughs) 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 And the crappers before him. He's a long line of crappers. Yeah. Yeah. So, Lou. That's a heck of a thing. Heck of a thing. Yeah. Um, All right. Well, let's enjoy advertisements. Yeah. We can go to the Lou. And we'll be right back. Support Whole Nine Yards and make your life easier with Instacart. Online grocery shopping made simple. Instacart connects you with personal shoppers in your area to shop and deliver groceries from your favorite stores in a single order. Products you love from local stores, hand-selected based on your preferences. Many items may be delivered in as little as an hour. Instacart helps to save you money on your favorite items and recommends new products that you might also love. Instacart, the most convenient way to shop. Whole Nine Yards is sponsored by the Roberto Clemente Museum. Located in a restored engine house in Pittsburgh's revitalized Lawrenceville neighborhood, the Clemente Museum is a showcase of the largest exhibited collection of baseball artifacts, works of art, literature, photographs, and memorabilia related to Roberto Clemente and his life in baseball. 
Shop the store for clothing and other items featuring the iconic 21 logo and purchase tour tickets for the museum at clemenemuseum.com. Enter promo code W9Y21 for a 10% discount on hats and tees. That's clemenemuseum.com, promo code W9Y21. Whole Nine Yards is sponsored by Big Science Music. Big Science Music is a can and one show award-winning original music and sound boutique, providing scoring, sound design, radio, podcast, and audio post-production services for the advertising, film, and video industries. Big Science Music also offers ADR, casting, and project management. Big Science Music's reels, full capabilities, and more can be found at bigsciencemusic.com. That's bigsciencemusic.com. And hello. We're back. Is indeed. Yes. <laughs> With the um, bathroom terminology. <laughs> I have a simple one. Okay. I have potty. Oh, potty. I know. For the potty talk. I know. Hey, potty talk. Hey. Comes in back and rounds. Yeah. Hey, look. All right. Potty. <laughs> right? I mean, come on. <laughs> uh, but it, it, it opens some doors to to dig a little and and, the, and there was a piece in here where i go hey that's information oh. and in fact i'd better go home and look through a couple of things in my cupboard and i'm going to tell you about that <laughs> okay <laughs> but um chamber pots yes have are, are old as sin right people have found and you brought up chamber pots in in uh yeah. le- like people used a vessel to do their business in and then take that business to where it was convenient to get rid of that business. Turns out it was the window. Well, yeah, in yours it was the window. <laughs> but there are people that would like, okay, let me carry it to the back of the backyard in the morning. Oh, consider it. Yeah. Nice. Kind of things like that. <laughs> but so these things have existed for a long, long time. Sure. They're is evidenced by much and by far that especially once, you know, Europe got to cranking along in 16th, 17th century there, uh, that people were making a business out of these, probably before that, I'm sure, right? Chamber so, pots, sure. Yeah, you, yeah. And if you could, if you made it out of uh, clay and glazed it, you could, you'd paint things on it and you'd even paint like politicians of the day at the bottom of them and glaze it, you know, and so people like those things people do so uh, but there's this other device and i want to say like if you found a cool long shapely narrow creamer slash gravy boat at the antique store (laughs) all right you might take a second look at that thing because they they made a narrow one for ladies Number one sure. only, right? And it, it was it was called the Borda Louis, and uh, they huh. believe it was named after this French preacher, Louis or Louis Borda Louis. Hey, how about that name? <laughs> oh man! And uh, <laughs> and I guess he gave really long sermons. So same as Borda Louis. Uh, uh, no, it's like out. You, you you had you had to go, and, and so. Right. He, yeah, you needed this 
what you think is a gravy boat. (laughs) Oh, man, yeah. And you just put it under your skirt and do what you had to do and then carry it out after the sermon was over, right? Uh, Yeah, why don't we do this stuff still? With the little pee pouches? Well, they have, um, what's the one I'm always making fun of? Like a wizardino or Trucker's Friend, Stadium Pal. Pal. Stadium Pal. Yeah. That's it. Stadium. Um, Another little side bit is that in war times... Uh, you know, civil wars both in Europe, England, and and in the United States and other wars. Mm-hmm. Urine could be collected and used to help make gunpowder because you could process urine in a way with some charcoal or some other stuff. I read through the recipes <laughs> All right. uh, to make potassium nitrate, which is like the one of the biggest ingredients in gunpowder, I guess. Huh. So... Uh, people would actually, or, or soldiers, or 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 maybe um, civil servants or whatever, would go door to door with a larger vessel and collect people's chamber huh. pots uh, for the war effort. You know, care to so, make a donation to the war, sir? Yeah, and it's an easy one to make, isn't it? Yeah, I guess just pee in this bucket. <laughs> so I guess does he stand there or like? You no, no, give no. It you bring him? out your chamber oh, okay. part, pot, gotcha. like you save it. Don't yeah. don't throw it out the window. Oh. And don't take it to the back of the garden. This is information. Yeah. Huh. But at the end of the day, um, <laughs> a chamber pot is a pot. And the reason we say potty is it's just children speak. So it's, it's a potty. It's a yeah. chamber pot. It's a potty. And, and what the potty has evolved into and its different facets and plastic things and stuff to help you do other stuff... But long story short, I, I remember having one as a child, and it was literally an old white porcelain pot. The handle had fallen off. It had, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that was the potty. Man, information. Yeah. So check those gravy boats, everybody. And you can save your pee to make gunpowder. Yeah, I don't know if I recommend that. but Well, if you got the recipe. Yeah. <laughs> recipe. <laughs> the map, the whatever it's called, yeah. Instructions. Huh. Nice. Yeah. Interesting. So what do you have? Uh, <laughs> I have poop. Poop. I'm just going to laugh this whole time. I don't know why I, I I think it's going to be like four like it's what do you call that when it's like it's going to be posterior omissions. <laughs> <laughs> what what's that one of those things called? <laughs> Like laser? Yeah, acronym. acronym. Sorry. Brain did. <laughs> no, it's not. All right. Um, let's have it. Try it. Um, <laughs> the word poop uh, is Middle English is what I found. There's interesting. There's the Middle English, and then, then later we'll get to a Dutch. But we're going to start with Middle English. <laughs> Middle English defines the word poopin. <laughs> <laughs> P-O-U-P-E-N That's like palpin Alright, I'll say palpin, I guess Alright If it'll help me not laugh, probably uh, And that is, the word means To make an abrupt gulping sound Slash to blow or toot a horn <laughs> <laughs> um, Just an example in, in the Canterbury Tales by our buddy Chaucer. I did not realize Chaucer would say, play such an important role in my life as an adult. Yeah. I gotta be honest. Keeps coming back. So many times. Um, 
Manciple's prologue and tale. This is the Canterbury tale. This is a specific tale. Uh, <laughs> when he had pooped in his horn <laughs> to the Manciple, he took he took he took the guard again, gourd again. It's tough to make it through this. Gourd again? I'm not sure what he's saying. But when he had pooped in his horn, <laughs> uh, which means to blow or toot a horn. Well, maybe maybe the gourd was the horn. Oh, he took the gourd again. Maybe, yeah. To yeah. The he took the gourd again. Yeah, I hear you. Um, and <laughs> I'm sorry, everybody. Uh, in 1721, in a book called I hate it. It's an universal that annoys me so much. Like you can say "ah" uh, in front of the universal. We know how the "ands" and "ahs" work. An historical event. An Universal Etymological English Dictionary by Nathan Bailey. Uh, Poop was classified as a vulgar word, meaning to break wind backwards softly or other bodily discharge. Oh. So he took our making an abrupt gulping sound to blow or toot a horn, uh, and then 400 years later he's like, I'm going to make it to mean fart. I'm so glad. Um, And then this definition from 1721 uh, was used up until 1928. Book, Undertones of War, written by Edmund Blunden, um, where he kind of goes back to the original word of the term poop to mean just like a loud noise. He stated that the battlefield guns pooped off. (laughs) I know. <laughs> oh, it's a long tale. Uh, but we're going to round the corner, uh, sort of, maybe. All right. So, uh, you know, 1928 that was. And then, like, 10 years later, Eric Partridge's A Dictionary of Slang in Unconventional English defines poop as... Uh, How are we spelling it now? Poop. Pooping. P-O-O-P-I-N-G. Okay. Um, it defines it only... As, like, when a kid defecates, it's a poop because it's cute. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, in 1937, it specifically means a (laughs) a child's defecation, I guess. Wow. (laughs) It means poop is for a kid. Huh. Um, But I also found that the word P-O-E-P, poop. I don't know. Yeah, uh, is Dutch, and I, I saw that it, same thing with the loud sound uh, Tudor horn. But I also saw that it said it meant to defecate, and I don't know if this was a, added on later or if it was an original definition. It was I, I didn't clarify that personally. Um, same thing in Afrikaans, which is a Dutch language, the same word, same kind of horn thing, but also might mean defecate right at the start. I, I didn't get like a we added this in date on that one specifically. Alright. Um, but poop. <laughs> it started off in Middle English and it means an abrupt gulping sound <laughs> to blow or toot a horn. And then we get that all the way through. I mean, it it made a sort of a clean, straight line. It does. It's not un, It's not weird. It's not strange. And it's not like yeah yeah it's just like oh, okay it was a sound <laughs> and then we're like yeah that's what it sounds like when we fart 
Oh, this one's fun. Sure, no. I enjoy this. Uh, thank you, everybody, and sorry. I mean, <laughs> we sometimes we have to cover the terms. Yeah, it's not me. I mean, the laughing part is me. I wonder if we'll ever do like an intimacy terms uh, episode. Oh, man, that'll... <sighs> I know. I'll try. Yeah. I mean, I'll do it. Sure. I could be. I can do this. I could. I could pull it together if I had to. I mean, if you had to. I just felt like it was joyful, and I was going to share my joy. <laughs> I, I I feel joy. So hey, everybody, thanks. Thank you. Uh, please give us a rating. Please give us a you know a subscribe, all that stuff. And share with you, your friends. Yeah, share, and uh, yeah, that helps. And email us. Um, you know, hey you. That's uh, hey y o u. Hey you. I say that every time? No, I don't think so. All right. Hey, you at whole the number nine yards.org. Hey, you at whole nine yards.org. Give us an email. And I would say, I'm going to say this this week, Ray. Okay. If you made it this far. Yeah. And you are in Australia. Nice. Because we see we have a lot of Australian listeners. Mm-hmm. This this episode, uh, Australian listeners, please email us, even if it's just to say hi, if you don't have a question. Nice. And we'd love to hear from you. Yeah. And thanks for listening. And um, I'm Jay. And I'm Ray. And we're, we're not, not idioms. Whole Nine Yards is written, recorded, and produced by Big Science Pods. Learn more at whole9yards.org or contact Whole Nine Yards by emailing heyyou at whole9yards.org. That's heyyou at whole9yards.org. Whole Nine Yards theme music composed by Big Science Music. <laughs>